0: A heads up that today's episode discusses domestic violence, so if this is a topic that is difficult for you, you may want to skip this one. If you are a victim of domestic violence and you are in the United States, you can reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline at (laughs) 1-800-799-7233. Hello, and welcome back to Who Are You, a CSI podcast. Uh, I am Lauren, and I have seen the series through and through around three to four times.
1: And I'm Nick, and I'm experiencing these episodes for the first time.
0: And today we are reviewing season one, episode 10. Titled Sex, Lies, and Larvae. Original air date, December 22nd, 2000. Director is Thomas J. Wright. Writers are Anthony E. Zyker, Josh Berman, and Anne Donahue. So we begin with the Vegas Strip. Do we? Yes. I'm fairly certain we do. Vegas Strip and then to the desert.
1: Oh. I don't... Maybe this is confusing.
0: I feel like it's Vegas Strip for a little bit, and then then we pan over to the desert.
1: There... There are some intermediate... I think we start in the desert. I- oh, I wonder if, I'm, uh, if I've am if i misstepped here. Because remember I told you, I think, last episode, I don't know if I said it on the recording, but that I accidentally played the next episode? Yes. But I thought I went back and checked, because I gave this a Vegas score of zero for having no Vegas intro. Oh, for having which is, no Vegas the- intro. Okay. There are, there are these weird interjections of Vegas scenes throughout the episode, which I feel like with them trying to make up for it, but uh, yeah, there was, I thought there was no Vegas intro, so I'll be honest, we're recording maybe a little later than we than we normally do, and yes, I haven't yeah. watched this in like four days, so I do not remember hundred with 100% certainty. Okay,
0: okay. But yeah, so. f- tentatively,
1: we'll have to update on uh, social media if I find out I'm wrong, but tentatively, I believe I'm currently giving this a Vegas score. Of zero, which is a record. Okay. I, I, I misled Lauren it before the podcast. Yeah, it I thought he record, meant record the sport. highway, and I was like, wow. <laughs> the record low, yeah. <laughs> like our southwest so, rainfall.
0: So let's find out if we watch the same episode or not. I think we, we should be able to find out pretty soon. If we watch the same episode. Oh, or the or not. right so, episode, for sure. Okay, so we move to a couple hiking. Uh, the lady needs the shovel to do her business. And in so yeah. running off into the desert to find a spot to herself, she finds a body. Her name is Angie, not the body, the woman who finds the body. And that body is covered in bugs.
1: Yeah. I as someone who's done a fair amount of camping in their life, if you had to go to the bathroom that bad, the shovel can wait. You know, you can dig yeah, a you hole and throw it in. You can
0: always cover Right <laughs>
1: And he was being like the you dude was being to... kind of a brat about it, you know what I mean? Like he was, it was unnecessary. When somebody has to go, they have to go, man. Don't be right. mean. But right. that was that was my one thought. It was like you don't need the shovel to go if you have to go that bad. And then she turned down the thing you probably did want to bring with you, which was toilet paper. Yes,
0: yes, that was a thing that she was like, "That can wait. That can wait. We don't need that. That I mean, too much right now."
1: but i do appreciate the the leave no trace you know nothing but footsteps if you yes. can approach yes it's a good message especially i imagine in the high desert of uh, the southwest some of these things can linger for quite a while yeah i would think so so. i do the appreciate dry, that the
0: point. dry the dry air so yep. we then shift over to grissom and sarah at the crime scene at night We learn that the victim suffered a gunshot wound to the head. That's what Jim Brass lets us know. We also soon learn that the insects surrounding the body are paper wasps. They are harmless. And this was... I forgot about this until I saw this scene. But Grissom uses coffee to preserve the bugs. He takes coffee from one of the officers nearby and uses the coffee to preserve the bugs. He also... I like In i like that he does bugs, that names them after the beetles <laughs> yes
1: i like that he does that and then also but like the bugs aren't dead like he has like a whole host of live bugs throughout the episode it's yes, like a big he borrows
0: he borrows beef jerky from sarah to feed to the bugs that he keeps yeah. alive because he doesn't he doesn't want them to die he wants them to stay alive yeah. so he borrows beef turkey from her to feed the bugs we what also learned victim the, scene had died. That the victim wasn't so say what, what if
1: the victim died from a caffeine poisoning and now your your coffee has tainted the bug do you remember that episode where they had like <laughs> you, you gotta examine the bugs whenever the bugs are high in then yes. that's what your victim was bugging the yes they had, to dissect, episode, the, the they had tea? to dissect the
0: maggots yeah yes they had Every... to dissect the maggots
1: and I was like, Oh, you threw it off, you know, Grissom, you know, you ruined the evidence. You might as well have walked in the middle of your crime scene. Just stopped yeah. all over it. But it was it was a funny, funny line. I, I know why they it did was. it, but but yeah. I was like, I, I think the real if there was a real Grissom out there, I think he probably he probably carries in his kit a bug preservation mini kit. You know what I mean? Because he's such I a, would bug so. a bug expert. And the bug is yes. really like 10 episodes in looking at bugs for evidence has come up at least three of 10 episodes so as far as i can tell he would use it all the time yes
0: yes and and there's like a line in here from eckley later on the episode spoiler alert where he refers to Grissom like as the bug expert and how that brings like accreditation to the lab so we're we're reminded quite heavily in this episode that Grissom is a well-esteemed bug guy and this is something preeminent he of. yes preeminent we learn that the victim wasn't killed at the scene and then we pop on over to credits we then move over to the team in the kitchen grissom comes in a missing person case goes to Catherine and warwick and we're also told that warwick needs to testify in a court case this is brought up and this is important later on in the episode Nick gets a missing person case of one Cheryl Applegate whose car was found at a bus station, but she was nowhere to be located.
1: you need help with your homicide? No, Sarah's going to work with me. You get a missing person, Cheryl Applegate. Her husband notified the police that she took the car and headed to LA, but she never showed up. A few hours ago, PD found her car at the bus station. They requested a CSI. She took the bus instead. Case solved.
0: And obviously... Chris era are going to work the bug the bug scene. So we go to Catherine and Warwick. Rewind. I was going to
1: say one thing was like this mm-hmm. will come up in a, in, in a little bit but the I got really confused because they made it sound like there were two missing persons. Yes. But then they referred like- to one of the cases as the missing person case which uh, yeah they explain this yes. moments later but like yes. I was like what what and I had like I think I went back and I like clicked back through and watched him re out the assignments. Also I i must confess there there were seven seconds of uh vegas strip intro in this oh, okay. episode okay i was gonna say so i was like i, I thought will,
0: there was uh, vegas strip in there i, I was realized like, I
1: crazy. i realized i could just play it and so that we'll have to we're gonna elevate this to a vegas score of one okay um which That's fair. which is not which is not a record unfortunately
0: yeah yeah so we go to katherine and warwick arriving at a house slash mansion before they walk inside the house catherine and warwick have a conversation where warwick admits that he got a call from child services so we do finally hearken back to i think two episodes ago now yeah. where child services let catherine know that they had opened an investigation on her due to a complaint filed by her ex-husband slash possibly still husband eddie we meet it- oh. I, say, I
1: think I think we've like identified that like some of these episodes might be filmed to be like standalone. Yes. I think this is the first time where they're like advancing like a lot of the tropes in the in the sent in the through lines of this episode and some of the characters who repeat this is the first time in like two episodes we've had them, which is why I think it took so long for us to get back to this Yeah. Catherine storyline. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We are introduced to the person who called in the quote-unquote missing person case of Richard Ziegler. We then quickly learn that Paul Sorensen is not, in fact, a person. Paul Sorensen is a painter, and it is one of his paintings that is missing from the house. Catherine and Warwick very quickly decide that this is an inside job, and there's another quick discussion about the call with child services. We then go to Sarah and Grissom with Doc Robbins and... It looks like this is a homicide. Crazy enough, our bug lady dumped in the middle of the desert. Possible homicide. Yeah. It was a thirty-eight caliber bullet to the head, and it looks like it was like flush to her head, like pressed yeah. up against her head when it was fired. So obviously, they a talk very about, intimate.
1: They talk about like facial fractures from the. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From the, from the shot.
0: Yeah. So they look at the x-rays and the fractures indicate like a batter, battered woman Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Right. I was like, I wrote down facial fractures and I don't know why, because I thought it was important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is important. It is very important. So they, they look at that. Doc Rogobin's had done some x-rays and there was a lot of fractures in the face and that indicated most likely from the result of domestic abuse But Doc Robbins is not able to figure out time of death. He says that we need to rely on Grissom and the insects to figure out T-O-D, time of death. And this is when I think Grissom finds a musket fly, which is only found in urban areas. Dun, dun, dun. dun. And the body was found in the desert.
1: So, So yeah. I meant to look up what a musket fly was. I haven't, but. I did not look it up. I'm pretty sure I just call them flies because I've lived in the city my whole life. Or most of my life. That's fair.
0: Yeah we go to catherine asking richard ziegler or ziegler i think it's ziegler who has access to there's like a security panel so like who has access to it we find that basically the entire family so the 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 husband the wife daughter two sons warwick also finds an ear print on the wall so this is our like first big piece of evidence in this case is work finding an earprint on the wall with the idea that the person pressed their ear against the wall to then look and lift the painting from the wall. So so
1: unrelated to watching this episode, we just hung art in my house oh, okay. and we got this like hanging rail system. And I can confirm, I spent a long time with my head pressed against the wall, trying to see yeah, behind tried the painting as we're trying to adjust <laughs> yeah. everything, like get the wire on the hooks and all those things. And then like, and I was, and so I think I watched the episode right, like the day we hung the art and then it, oh, it was funny. like ear on the wall. I was like, yeah, I bet you there's an earprint of mine on this wall. <laughs>
0: you're, <laughs> like, you're like, if I dusted <laughs> this, especially with Grissom's
1: and probably i wanted to call it red i wanted to call it red velvet but that's not the pink pink rager or something
0: (laughs) yeah what was it called (laughs) listeners let us know but whatever grissom's special print dust was if you had some of that you would have been able to you would have been able to find those earprints in your house asap yeah
1: i probably also have an earprint on the back of the painting because like you're like basically my head was squeezed in between the painting and the wall you're trying to get as close to the wall as possible was a whole thing, and then sadly, the artist we hung the art for died this week. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> and I mean, I guess it's good for the art value, but yeah, yeah. Paul uh, but not great uh, Richard for them. Ziegler Richard Ziegler would think that. But yes, he I, I felt really sad because, like, I really like this art, and I'll probably yeah never be able to get another piece. But I was very happy to have hung it. Yeah, and it made me really empathize with people who like art, like the guy in this episode. Yes, even though he's. He's probably kind of art collector. I don't like. Like if you're yeah, doing an art event, yeah, yeah. They don't they don't and exactly
0: paint him in the best light. So
1: status symbols.
0: Yeah, we go to Grissom with bugs. Crazy enough, and Sarah, you know, Sarah comes in and is asking some question about the bugs. Grissom is letting her know that bugs arrive at the corpse at certain times, so he should be able to do a linear regression to figure out how long the body has been out there based on the bugs. Like I, where um, they where they are in their like stage of growth
1: i hated the use of the term linear aggression here okay i don't even know if it's okay for me to hate it because i don't know if it's accurate okay but in in math and data science and the, the kind of feels i run in linear aggression is a very specific term and it has nothing to do with what they're talking about, and I oh, just no. think they—I just think like somebody <laughs> knew the term and thought it. They were like that. sounds That really sounds good. right.
0: That sounds that sounds yeah, yeah, scientific. Yeah. Like let's use linear regression.
1: But like it, I got what they were saying when they used the words, and I'm and I was just like, I hope this is really like a term that could use in this field because otherwise, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I was like, so it, I should have I should looked that one up too. I should have seen uh, if that's a common thing in forensics or something. I feel,
0: I feel like it comes up again. I I feel like this is not the only time that we get linear linear regression, I'll be honest. So we also learn in the scene that the husband's name is Scott Shelton. And I had to make a note that it is poignant, I think, especially as the episode continues to unravel, that we learn the husband's name before we learn the victim's name.
1: Oh, I didn't think of that. But I did really stand. I read it down. I wrote them down at the same time. I I may have gone back or in the same line. I may have gone back and added her. But that guy gave me such the heebie jeebies I could not stand. Well casted. Well, well acted, well, well directed. Acted,
0: well casted.
1: I, I have this I have this weird thing. I always wonder like people who are good at being like mega creeps. Like I'm glad you found a, a job that you yes. like to do. Yes. But like why are you so good at this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, do I want to know why you're so good at this? I probably don't not want to know like why you're so a good villain. Not
1: like why you're a good villain, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but why you're a, like Leonardo DiCaprio in Django Unchained is a great mm-hmm. villain, but like that, I mean, maybe that's not the best example because he's kind of a weird guy, anyways, but he is a weird guy. <sighs> you know, you can do that. There's, or Christian Bale again he's got other issues but yes. he's he's you know you can be a villain you can be a good guy like they have range i yes. guess is that acting yes. term where this guy i was like is this all you do is be like a super creepy weird guy who makes me really want to hate you because you do it really well he did and very well that's definitely a skill you know i mean i certainly couldn't have done that but yeah uh, the whole time the whole time i was just like later on in my i have a funny note about that whole storyline but i you know he creeped me out Yeah. Also, um, if I recall correctly, I wrote in my notes, Grissom, remember, he was like, there's like three things I hate. And one of them was like people Mm -hmm. who abuse women. Yes. And one, one of them was like kids. And so it's like, I was like, oh, this is one of Grissom's big three. But he never really had an outrage. Towards this cat. no. Sarah Any has extra. the outrage. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, dude, you should be dogpiling in. You should be supporting her. And I felt like he really didn't follow through with that. This episode, yeah.
0: no, he really did not. He seemed like baffled as to why Sarah wouldn't like him. And it's like, come on, man, this should be pretty clear why Sarah's really angry at this.
1: Do you guy. remember like I was punched that dude in the desert, the drug dealer guy? It's like yes. Sarah's doing the same thing you did, man. <laughs> yep. Like, and you said this is one of your big three. Like you should have been, you should have had her back, supported her. So that's, I, like, that's like the one, like I actually think that there's pretty good writing in this episode. That was the one thing where I feel like Kristen's character, they, it's like, they didn't get the memo, right? Yes. That I think it was mentioned earlier. Yes. And so. Yeah, but, I think they, yeah. they
0: relied too heavily on his obliviousness, which has been a major component of his character up until now, but seem to forget that he is passionate about certain things and one of the things that he's supposedly passionate about or against is violence against women but then can't seem to understand why sarah hates this guy i have
1: to i also always have to ask myself when we watch these episodes that are like 20 years old how much of this is temporal because yeah i would consider it really bad by today's standards to have your idea of it's the woman's job to be mad at a dude for abusing other women because it's Mm. everyone's job man it's everyone's job it's like so like showing support. men step up to the plate (laughs) yeah showing support it's like and so but like that's sometimes like i feel like in the that the late 90s and the early 2000s we thought like we were doing great steps but when you look back today you thought well like man were you phoning it in? Yeah. Some of these times, yeah. like the PC of the late '90s is like is such a cop out. I agree. To, to like what we and, and like and like I was like, am I gonna feel that way about things today, twenty years from now?
0: Quite possibly, yes.
1: And I was like, I was like, because like that's basically history. It's like we have to move in like generational yeah. crawl, and it's like, oh, it's so bad. I, I really hope it's not. That, I don't know. People are very people are much better, I think, today in general, but. Maybe we'll be even better better twenty years from now, and that I hope so. and I guess I guess if we can be that much better twenty years from now, that's a great thing. So yeah. I should not I mean I think I should not worry about it.
0: Yeah, I think like you know, and I'll just say this is my perspective from being a non-binary individual that I hope that we're better ten to twenty years from now. Yeah, just from my own lived experience and my own. I just just having to deal with yeah. people that really don't want to think that are with people who really are want to button down on the idea of two distinct gender categories and that's it and that those gender categories have very specific criteria to them that like everybody has to fall into i really hope that that's not the case 10 to 20 years from now
1: I, i like to call those people the my way or the highway crowd because yes. I feel like I feel like that's a term that people have already associated with being like an awful position on anything. Yes, right. And mm-hmm. it, but that's what they're doing. They're saying it's like if you aren't doing something the way that I do it, I don't want to love or support or encourage that. I want to actually suppress it and call it evil and you know try to pretend it doesn't exist, and those things are all really bad. picked Tara from the train station yesterday, and I was, like, waiting at a red light, and I saw two guys, and all of a sudden I realized they were holding hands, and they seemed so jovial and happy, like, swinging their arms. And I went, man, that would have been so hard for people to do, like, even forty years ago. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, or, like, it was probably pretty tough for people to do 20 years ago, and these were just young kids. I mean, they were probably out of college, but... They're young, young, young. That's young, that's adults. young to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they weren't like 17. They were like 25. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But like, I remember thinking, like, I'm so glad that people can just find each other these days. Yes. Because like, these two people would not be happy if you force them to live a different life, right? No. Oh, they, we're,
0: we're getting. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, if you're hearing one of my cats purring coming through my microphone because one of my cats is on my shoulder and she is literally leaning into my microphone. <laughs> you,
1: you don't? You mean you don't have a gas-powered microphone, Lauren? I don't. It's humming don't. with a little little V6 I engine. Yeah. No. Here, All right.
0: How about you move down here? All right. So we back on track m- here. Just oh, to oh, before, uh, bring it back we, around. Yes.
1: Men do better, man. Yeah. Support, support anyone of any identity mm-hmm. who calls something out like stop pause think about it and if you agree make sure you have their back yeah if you don't agree ask yourself why you don't maybe they can educate you on something right or if you need to educate them on something because there are definitely people out there who are complaining about things they really shouldn't be like you know they would complain if they saw two men holding hands skipping down the street thinking it's wrong and you should educate them that no actually it's quite right
0: yeah that's (laughs) that that is totally okay so i agree men do better So we head to Grissom, Jim Brass, and Sarah in the interrogation room with the husband, Scott Shelton. They show him the x-rays. His super lame response is that he had to, quote-unquote, wrestle her off of me several times. Obviously trying to put the blame on the victim. And when Sarah starts kind of talking back to him or, or, you know, kind of confronting him in some ways... He ignores Sarah, looks at Grissom, and is like, "Oh, you must have your hands full with her." Yeah, ugh. I mean, <laughs> again, kudos to the actor. You did a great job of coming off as a total sleaze. Like you, you did this so well, but ugh, it's like it's uncomfortable to watch. So I feel,
1: I feel like, and uh, if this show was written today, the response to that line would be punching the dude in the face. <laughs> yes, and I feel like I'd which, be okay with that. I'm not. Yeah, violence is not the answer, but you know. Mm. it's good fan service
0: (laughs) we move then to nick at his crime scene which is the found car at a bus terminal he then meets with a detective there there's this awkward conversation where i guess they went out for dinner last week he never called her and he's like oh well well, that doesn't mean that i'm not gonna call you no you don't wait a week you do not wait a week you jerk if you what a if terrible if you, response. So terrible. Like, it doesn't mean I wasn't going to call. Oh, so when you had no other options 3 months from now and you are lonely, you're going to give her a call like okay, all right. Do I
1: do I believe the character of Nick Stokes would take 10 days to call a woman back? Yes. Is that the right answer to that question? No. No. <laughs> no it is not. It is the did, wrong. Did she let him off the hook too easy? Yep.
0: Yes. Yes, he was. He was allowed to like just skate on that. Evidently, she like,
1: like she rolled with that. She was just like, "Yeah, okay, I guess that's reasonable enough." Yep,
0: like fair, fair. Who knows what the future will, will hold? be. I mean,
1: I mean, now that we're twenty years later, also feel free to call dudes back. You know,
0: yes, that's true too. That is true too. Like we don't, <laughs> like, we, don't we don't, we don't need if, to subscribe yeah. to tra- traditional gender roles. You are allowed, as the woman, to to voice your interest and say that you want to have another date. That's
1: okay. I also say that because I'm, as a guy, I'm fortunate to be in a relationship because I'm terrible at dating. <laughs> and anytime, anytime somebody I've liked has taken the initiative with me, You're it like, has what? always been, it has always been the most uh, ego, like, not, I should say, actually self-esteem boosting, like, affirmative thing ever. Because I also feel like I grew up in that generation where, like, every, every female friend of mine I ever knew would just constantly tell me stories about guys who... Did not know where the limit was. Yes. And and so, like, I was always, like, grew up traumatized by being afraid to be that story to the next person's yeah, friend, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so whenever I, whenever somebody took initiative, it's, it's really good. Like, share, it's just like, you should split your checks and you should split your affection. Yes. And, and this, your attention to each other.
0: This reminds me, this is be a very short story, but, and hopefully, Nick, you remember this. So, I'm also terrible at dating, but part of why I'm terrible at dating is that I am completely oblivious like painfully oh yeah I think I know where this is going and so I was at a party at Nick's house this was quite a few years this was like a long time ago Mm -hmm. and after the party I can't remember the woman's name I feel so bad but
1: well if you were there last uh, two weekends ago she was still there (laughs) she was there again was she there again I think oh no oh i'm sorry i'm thinking of a different person
0: you're thinking of a different person i was like oh, okay. she definitely wasn't there so i was at a party at nick's house and i was talking to this woman and like you know we were chit-chatting whatever and <laughs> evidently she was very obviously hitting on me and i did not notice this at all and afterwards nick was like i was like i think i messaged nick and i was like oh so and so is like super nice like i really like them <laughs> and nick was like yes i think they like you too i was like oh yeah no like you know i think we got along he's like no 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 <laughs> like they were, like you. they were obviously hitting on you. And I was like, oh, I that I did not realize. Like that's way over my head. So that that is part of my problem when it comes to dating is that like you you have to be really really obvious in your I'm basically liking way, of me. Because if you don't, then I just assume that you're being a nice person, and I don't think that you have any romantic or like physical interest in me whatsoever. I just don't. Yeah. That's just not where my brain goes.
1: I believe that person literally said to me later on, like, "I really like your friend." She, you know, she was like trying to figure out, like, yeah, I got a feel the whole like, "What team does this person play for?" <laughs> am I am I barking up <laughs> the wrong tree kind of thing? I was like, I was like, maybe you should ask. <laughs> like maybe
0: should ask. So yeah, that's just. I just wanted to bring up that funny story because it reminded me of that. Okay, so they also find. Well, Nick finds a hair in the car which belongs to a redhead, and we find out that the victim is a redhead. So Nick's original. Well, she got on the bus, so this is like a stupid case, and why do I have to follow this case? Now he's actually interested in it and thinks there might actually be a crime here. So now he's actually interested in this case when before he couldn't care less about it.
1: He's got the interesting case, right? Yeah. Yes, he says
0: that. yes. Now he's like, oh, we have the interesting case. We then head back to Catherine and Warwick with the family. They take, take earprints from everyone. They process the prints at home, which is like, you know, we have a nice little montage here. But also, mm-hmm. can you just process evidence at somebody's house? I, I feel like this is not something that you should be allowed
1: to. This is definitely to... a Hollywood moment, right? Yes. Like... Yes. You would take stuff. You would go back. They'd probably these tests again. CSI effect. These tests are probably things that require an expert, several people to sign off on, provide some uh, anonymity, like like should be double blind, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like a like a lineup. Like here's three earprints. Yeah. Does this match any of them? Kind yep. of thing. Yeah. But it's way more dramatic on television. Just be like, dun, 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 It matches this guy. Here's my one note from this. Okay. I thought one of the... I thought the other son, he looked so guilty the whole scene. <laughs> I was like, did that actor have to pee during the scene? Maybe, he was like maybe. rocking back and forth and moving. And I was like... I was like, And then, like, he had nothing to do. I kept nothing. I kept waiting for it to be like, oh, it was his idea all along.
0: Yeah, like, it, that, <laughs> you that know, was going to be... That he put his be
1: brother best. up. He was covering for him, you know. There were two of them, and he's hiding it. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, I kept being like, "Oh, this this person's gonna be on it. Or this this person's gonna be in on it," and I was like, he "That could I couldn't get over that scene. How guilty he looked! Like he had to be involved. <laughs> there had to be more going on here, other than this one other person in that, that did not bear true. No, nope. nope. not at all. I, at one point, I literally predicted that Dad was in on it. Oh, okay, okay. And that was also not true. Also not true.
0: So they find the match. As Nick was saying, it is not." the son that looked really guilty is actually the son named jason we then see a reenactment of him stealing the painting we learn that the father doesn't want to press any charges they ask jason where the painting is he says that he sold it or got rid of it and that's when catherine lets him know like hey we can charge you with a crime if you don't return the painting and that's when he lets her know that it's actually
1: in the, the yeah. trunk of his car he's like oh back of my truck it's like, it's like first off." What kind of nut job would even do that? Because let's say the earprints were too smudgy. Right. Well, I don't think they even knew there was an earprint. Why would you like? No, no, no. The, Keep them you know close at hand. <laughs> like, why would you even want the police to be there? Like, you could yeah. find it in the back of your car. And But my notes literally say, child number two, Jason, matching earprint. Child number one, up to no good. That's <laughs> <Dun, dun, dun. sighs> so bad. <laughs> my predictions this episode, by the way, are not great.
0: That Nick, Nick already warned me. Nick already sent me a message and was like, hey, predictions pretty terrible for this one. And I was like, that's all right. Sometimes that makes good pods. So a... let's roll with the punches and see see what happens.
1: Wait till you hear what I have to say about Scott Shelton Ooh. when we get there.
0: Yes. All right. So speaking of Scott Shelton, we go to grow some Sarah and Jim Brass at the Shelton's apartment. Sarah notices that there's no pictures of Kay Shelton, the the wife, anywhere. Jim Brass finds bullets, also a gun. Grissom finds, and I, uh, I'm i going to make a note. Well, do I talk about this now or do I talk about this later? Maybe I'll talk about this later. So Grissom finds a green fiber and kind of insinuates, hey, like this is from a blanket, right? It gets cold in here and you needed yep. a blanket because obviously Kay's body was found out wrapped in a blanket. But they make a big deal about it being a green fiber. We also realize that there, while there's not missing bullets from the gun, there are missing bullets from... The like bullet ammunition, holder, round, ammunition yeah. rounds, and they borrow them from him. They then move to the hallway where they smell bleach. They then use. Do they say that? They don't say it. They just they, say they it sounds. Around, like they right? say like, did you do laundry in here? And oh, then, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, she says, nice. bleach might you know like cover it up, but bleach doesn't hide hide uh, it or hide hide it to your
1: eyes i think they say yeah but but it doesn't hide it doesn't remove it yeah 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 Yeah. so they i'm trying to remember exactly how that scene went but something
0: something along those lines and so they use luminol or some other compound to show illustrate the blood streaks on the wall this is when sarah then confronts the husband they have a little bit of a tossle, and she has a great line here she, I think it's just kind of when she pushes away from him, or when Chris breaks like, him up. She
1: almost like jumps the dude. She does him. almost
0: jump the dude. I'm, I like Sarah in this episode, and she says to him, "You don't know a handful." When she's yeah. yelling at him, you don't I was know like, what yes. a handful is. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, that's so good, Sarah. Give it to him. And then this is also where we spoke about this earlier, where Grissom just seems completely oblivious as to why Sarah is emotionally invested in this case. He's completely oblivious, which come on, Grissom. Again, men do better. You should not be oblivious as to why Sarah's really upset about this case. This shouldn't be a hard one to figure out. Also
1: well, you should just you should also be upset.
0: Yes, you should also be upset. So you should know I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. You shouldn't be oblivious to her being upset because you should also be upset. You yeah. can be upset about how she's handling it, but you shouldn't be oblivious as to why she's feeling the way that yeah. she's feeling.
1: You could be the boss. Like you can be the adult and say, "Yes, listen, I get it.
0: Yeah, but this isn't appropriate. We're going
1: to get this guy, but we have to do... It's like um, the Warwick... Like the first episode or whatever, right? You got, we got to do it the right way. Yes. So we can put him away. Yes. And that's, that's his job. That's what he should be doing. And, but he's not even, he's not even getting it, you know? And it, 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 it's, this isn't social anxiety. I mean, I don't want to go back and harp on the, this is one of my big three things that Grissom kept saying, had said earlier. And then so I expected him to be more mad for that. But like, just like, let's pretend that wasn't a thing. Like, you, you know how to tie your shoes. Like, you know how to do stuff as a human, you know, what's appropriate, you know, what's not appropriate Mm -hmm. and you know, this isn't appropriate. And so they really, I think unfairly pushed that part of his character here in a way that they don't at other times. Like if it was good, it's like a Sheldon from the big bang theory. They're really good at being consistent about what he is tuned into and not tuned into. Mm -hmm. And they haven't quite figured that special sauce out for Grissom. I think. Yeah, they have not. And, And, and I, and that, and I think that's for audience buy-in, super important. Yeah. And so I'm I'm curious to see how it continues. It also it's really hard to show growth when your character is consistent, right? Mm-hmm. You need like a consistent baseline so people know that you've grown into, right? And you've learned something. Like the people around you have taught you how to how to queue up on these things that you might have been bad at before. So yeah, that's a aggressive is the one character I feel like they, they they have had the hardest time settling into a character with him. i agree and maybe it's just that the way the character was designed all the different writers all the different directors they struggle with it but i think i think this this kind of scene is just a symptom of that and i think i imagine by the time you get two seasons in his character is cemented and yes. it, it is some, and i think it'll, it'll create much better story points too yes oh, so I, look for, I, I really look forward to that i yeah. think as someone who hasn't seen the the whole series i think i I think that's one of the one of the areas the show will just get better and better at it it does
0: it does that i don't mind smiling for you we head to catherine warwick with the painting this is when catherine says that she doesn't feel like it's Like, it's finished. Like, the case isn't finished. She's getting kind of a vibe that she doesn't feel like it's finished. Warwick has to piece out to go to court, though. But before he goes, he does tell Catherine that he spoke to child services and that he said that Catherine, you know, is the boss. Like, she's an awesome mom and Eddie's a creep. So take that as you will, (laughs) basically. Which
1: Which is good. I'm glad someone's saying that. Yes. Because that's, like, lost in, like, I think, Catherine, I feel like, won't ever say that. But, yes. like, it's important that people in your life are, are are also telling this person, like, yeah, this guy is sketchy. Yeah. So, like, of course he made this complaint because it's a power trip and he's corrupt and yes. manipulative. Mm-hmm. And so, glad that. Also, in this scene, he, like, checks his beeper and is like, oh, I got to go to court. Yes. Which I think is super important for his storyline later on. Okay. Oh, good. Because yeah. they never really address why, if the beeper was really for the court date or what
0: right like why it went off
1: yeah so let's talk about that when we get back to yeah, talking yeah. about work later yeah,
0: we will we will definitely come back around to that storyline so we then do have a quick scene with sarah grissom and jim brass they have a little walk and talk in the hallway and jim brass lets them know that they need to place time of death five days ago and grissom yeah. does not like being told that like when he needs to place time of death and doesn't want any sway over the evidence but that's what Jim Brass says in order to put I, the husband away.
1: I love this scene. I think this is one of the best scenes in the whole episode because it is these characters being exactly who they are, mm-hmm. right? We got a detective, he's like it's close this case. It needs right. to be 5 days ago. Right. It's also setting up for sort of like one of the subplots and twists. Yes. So it has a really important anchor. But we have Grissom being exactly the person that his character has been. Yes. Which is that Dude, the evidence just, it's like, I can't make it say five days. It's just going to be whatever the evidence says. Right. And that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to come up for you. There's this scene. There's one other scene. I'll be curious if you can guess what it is. And the, okay. that I, that was like, oh, this is like, I remember like a few episodes. There was a really good episode. And I was like, I love the writing and the direction of this show in this episode. It's so good. Like, when they, when they had these character moments, I think that the actors shine, I think the writing shines, if the directing shines, and this was one of them, it like it's like, they, they didn't really make a big deal of it. It was very subtle, but it's very cute that Jim Brass is like, yeah, yeah, we just, you know, gotta say five days or we don't really have a case here, and right, Christmas right. is like, it's just gonna say what it's gonna say, and it's just like, and they have like a look and, but also like an understanding that's mm-hmm. where like the acting makes it so much better yes. than like a script could ever make it. And I was like, this is hands down one of my favorite scenes. And it's so small. I just remember like pausing and being like, oh, that, that was really good. Especially in like watch number two where I already knew, knew what was coming next. Yes. With the whole number of days. And yeah. I was like, oh, this was such a, like the, the way they can like foreshadow and resolve things in the show is the best. I was like, that's the best writing skill they I have. I, I'm sure it's like one dude in the writing room who's really good at this. And so <laughs> it just pops up. It's like dotted through the episodes. But uh, it's like one of the things that makes me say, like, I know why people really like this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We then get a little montage where Grissom is inspecting bugs. Sarah is investigating the blanket and the bullets. She realizes the bullets are unusual. So she sends part of it to Trace. She then goes and talks to Grissom, where Grissom tells her that the victim has been dead for three days, not five. Yep. So didn't didn't get the five days that Jim Brass was asking for. Only, Great foreshadowing. Only, only got three. Right. Yes. Even and if it's
1: one scene early. <laughs> Yes, it's one And
0: then we go to a scene with attorney an attorney with the husband, Scott Shelton. He was traveling three days before, so he couldn't have been the one to murder her because, you know, he wasn't around. So they bring up the blood in the hallway, and they admit to the prior abuse to cover up murder. Jim Brass literally says, "Like, wow, you're yes. admitting to prior abuse to cover up murder."
1: I was like, "I don't know what the statute of limitations are, but you should arrest this dude Ev- right now."
0: <laughs> Evidently, I mean, I don't, I'd have to look up just, like just Nevada law. Jail, but, you know, yeah, just for um, spousal abuse.
1: I do. I do have. I have. I think a very uh, choice prediction. Oh, okay. For okay. Um, oh, is this for the... Mister Shelton? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was like, all right clearly I, I i didn't mention this earlier i have a note when they were in the apartment and i was like the evidence is everywhere in this apartment it's too easy yes. right so obviously it's not proving that he did it right it's gonna be proving how he did it is gonna be the episode right and so at this point i was like okay three days grissom did the math grissom's a bug man he knows what's up three days must be the right answer it right? couldn't possibly be five days pretending to be three days. So clearly, Scott Shelton drove from New Orleans <laughs> back to Las Vegas to kill his wife so he would have a clad alibi. So what they're going to have, so I literally wrote, they need to show that he missed appointments in New Orleans. And then that was away, way, and that's how they were going to prove the case. Not quite well, what happens, guys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Not quite if what you haven't, If you haven't watched the episode for some reason. Go ahead and watch it, then come back and listen to it. Well, wait. We'll be here. Yeah, yeah. we'll be here. But you'll 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 quickly find out that none of that is true. Yes, that
0: is that is that is that is true. That is true. Is that none of that is true?
1: That was, I think, that was my most proud prediction that I've ever made. It's a great plot, like some other episode. That could be the that yeah. could be the that could be the plot to a different no, episode. I mean, it is solid. It's just not the plot. To it this is one. not the one here.
0: We head to Grissom and Eckley having a conversation. This is where Eckley talks him up about being a bug guy. But this is also when he lets Grissom know that Warwick had someone on his staff sub for him in court. And the reason that he wasn't in court was that he was gambling.
1: Yeah, and he oddly, knows specifically where he was gambling. Yeah,
0: I know. I thought that was a little creepy. I was like, "Oh, did you already?" But was- maybe,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe he was digging into it because he was pissed about the other thing. But it yeah. was kind of like, yeah, I was like, "Oh, forks oh, back at gambling." We had this bet with Nick a couple episodes right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ago, and you and were wondering. Oh. You
0: were like, "Oh, does this become? A, like, does this loop back to be in a storyline?" Yeah, and he's I was like, "We'll, we'll find gambling. out."
1: Yeah. It's, gosh. Well, now it's setting up the. I mean. I like work, but they should fire him.
0: Yeah, he's he's had several strikes against him at this point, and we're only ten episodes in, and That's he's a, had several strikes against they,
1: him. I think they answered they answered my question from eight episodes ago. By the way, last episode when Nick touted that he was a CSI level three and work was not. So oh yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: I even they... though. I, even though I swear to God, Grissom said they were promoting him.
0: Yeah, Grissom did say that they were promoting him. Nick was him. like,
1: up oh, CSI level three, I get to be the the husband and you have to be the wife because somehow that's punishment. Remember when they yeah, were uh, Emily yeah, yeah. on the plane? Yeah, you're yeah. right,
0: because I kind of swore that he promoted him as well. Maybe not. he got re-demoted
1: for... Maybe he did. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe for bad behavior. We'll find yeah. out. So we head to Sarah asleep in the kitchen. Grissom comes in, wants her to do a background check on Warwick. We then quickly head to Warwick and Catherine... They learned that the painting is a forgery. They detect titanium in it. So they come to the conclusion that Jason, the son, stole the original and then gave back a forgery to his father. Or the, the one that he had in his truck or that he was going to give back was a forgery.
1: Do they have a whole thing there? They're about like, oh, we're going to work later or something. I don't know. I wrote down like at some point somebody said they were working to 4 a.m. And yes. I remember thinking, that, that, happened, that,
0: that happened already.
1: Isn't that your shift? Yeah, you're the you're the night shift, guys. Don't you work to 4 a.m. every night? <laughs> and I was like, I was really, that was one of those things where I saw this underlying, uh, underlying plot where they keep forgetting that they're the night shift. Yes. <laughs> and they keep wanting to like, film during the, oh gosh, the, I gotta work until if, 4 a.m. They a. film a lot of scenes during the day for for what I presume is a, I think it's 10 to 6 is the overnight police shift usually. Okay. It's 10 to 6, 62 two to ten usually the three shifts i mean, it could be different in a lot of places but yeah i was like i was like four a.m. but i'm, I'm i was right before my uh the titanium paint comment okay so i was like i don't really if somewhere between war gambling and titanium paint somebody had that conversation yep yeah, yeah, that conversation and did I
0: mean, did pass so we go to nick vacuuming the car from his crime scene he oh. notes that the carpet is too clean so he checks for blood and it is positive for blood
1: yep I, I just to step back a second. This oh, is yeah, uh, yeah. the titanium paint is when I thought dad was in on it. I don't know. Why. Oh, okay. I thought I sense. thought it was insurance fraud.
0: Okay, that's that's a fair that's a
1: fair one But uh, dad's in on it. It's insurance fraud. They're getting, you know, forgeries and then he's yeah, I, I don't think we knew all of them were forgeries that comes later. We did not know yet. No. And so I thought in this one, it was like he was having a fake painting stolen right and the real Mm -hmm. one is somewhere else yeah he's just gonna hang it back up after he gets a hundred thousand dollars or something
0: yeah we then change tone quite drastically where we have sarah arriving to grissom's office and is asking grissom what what do you do if you hear the victim's screams? Grissom is trying to comfort her, sort of, and letting her know that, you know, she has empathy. You know, it's normal to feel this way. You have empathy. And her response is to ask him if he wants to sleep with her. Yes. Which throws Grissom for a loop. Can, can you say that again? Like, who needs, that? who needs roller coasters when Sarah Seidel is going to throw those lines out at you? Mm-hmm. And...
1: So she, a, I wonder if you read that in a magazine of, like, Forensic or whatever. Yeah. cite <laughs> his source.
0: Cite your source, Grissom. And she makes note of, you know, oh, well, so when you wake up, you know, under the blanket with me and I'm, you know. And the under the blanket line is what sticks out to Grissom. You see a little mm-hmm. light bulb. You don't actually see a little light bulb. But figuratively, you see a little light bulb. Bloop. Right i actually m-
1: misread this light bulb. by the way oh did you okay i thought i thought so that, so now i have a, a note about how i thought he refrigerated the body and that's because oh, you talk talking about being cold or yes, something yes and i was like yeah, I was waking like, up in a cold oh, sweat i think if you refrigerated the if he put the body into like a freezer and then went to new orleans and then came back and then yes, dumped the body the it timeline. would look like he killed also great you if you're a writer out there running a, a crime-based show, feel free to steal all my better ideas. <laughs> uh, again, free permission. Again, I, I feel like I often uh, invent plots that I think are better than the real plots. Although not as often, I, I feel like the first couple episodes I had a couple, and it's been a while. So, but yeah, this all my bad predictions are all like, like totally feasible for any one of these style of shows. it's easily episode easily could have gone that direction but uh so if you're out there and you have writer's block feel free to steal my ideas they're 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 public domain as far as i'm concerned
0: hopefully people appreciate that we head on over to grissom he gets the blanket out and this is where i denote. and maybe this is just my tv i don't have the best tv i'll be honest the blanket isn't green
1: no it's plaid isn't it
0: Yes, but it's like there's not even like green in it. Like they make this whole big deal yeah. about finding a green fiber at the couch and that matches the blanket, and then they show the blanket and it's not green. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening?
1: Here? I thought I had some. I thought I had some green in it. Hold on, I I uh, I'll continue, but I will I will okay. confirm for us briefly. Right. Oh, it's in the. Oh, you're right. It's in the in the the picture for the episode. It's when he has the blanket up on the table. Yes. Remember, because he's. Yeah, I think, is this the scene where he's like, oh, it looks like... Maybe this is why I thought there was refrigeration... Like, There's little like white marks on it, too? Possibly.
0: Yeah. So we then go to Grissom outside with a pig. And we learn that he is starting to theorize that the blanket decreased ex- exposure for the insects. So the timeline... His original timeline might not be correct. We also learn... In his exchange with jim brass that the pig is most like humans which is why he needs to use a pig carcass for this experiment as he's trying to determine the time of death we get a little montage of him taking several pictures of the pig and then in a very sweet little turnaround sarah arrives with a thermos and a blanket and wraps grissom up in the blanket and gives him a thermos and says thanks for obviously going back to this case and revisiting this case which has obviously been haunting her
1: this by the way is my actual my other favorite scene in the episode oh okay i thought this was so good i thought because there had been this friction between them right it's the we're gonna let grissom you know he's doing the adult thing right he's doing the he's being the good friend now right he's understanding her and he's just gonna go and put the effort in, and then she shows up and recognizes it, and she has appreciation for him. Yes. And she's gonna stick there and stick it out with him because she sees that he's gonna do a really hard thing. And I thought for those two characters, that's a great, that's a great resolution, because that's like, that's like the way Grissom is. Like he doesn't, he's figured out that he was doing something wrong, right yes. now, and he's figured out that he needs to apologize to his friend, but he's too weird or un, un, I, I would say neurodivergent to just come out and say hey I'm sorry and so it's like like people have different love languages one of his love languages is a sort of like act right he needs to carry out this attrition yes. by himself like that's how he's gonna He's that's how he's going to apologize and, and that's so human that's like I just we just know people and have been in situations like this where people do this thing and it's also very sentimental like she shows up and you can see, the, and she acts it really well, and the demeanor on her face, mm-hmm. like I, I was like a little teary. i even talking about it now. I'm a little teary. I love this Aww. moment. Aww. It's great. It's like real friendship, right? Yes. This is like real. This is like real friend. This is what real humans do for each other in the real world, and it's not Hollywood or anything. I do, okay. by the way, have the blanket up, unfortunately, because okay. the, I need to get whatever that workaround is for screenshots. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But there it. It has a lot of red in it, has a lot of beige, white in it, blue, yellow stripes, but it does have green in it. Okay. I would say green is like a secondary color. Yeah. But a fiber is a fiber, and there are certainly that's some cool. green patches in here. All right, that's right. But when you look at it holistically, it you would not be like, oh, that's a green blanket. Yeah. I. It also reminds me, I was very upset when they pulled out the blanket, and there was no scene where they tried to match up the ripped thread to a thread from the blanket. Oh yeah. Because well, yeah. <laughs> 'cause they've yeah, had no, all these other no match. match other all these the matches. <laughs> the, my favorite matching up scene is the match when the yes. match matches. But they also had like a hair, they had the fingernail or the toenail or whatever it was that Kristen got out of the bathroom. They've had some great like we just match these two things together and they connect. Scenes, and I really thought we were going to have another one, and we did not. We did not. No. That's my biggest disappointment with this episode. Everything else with this episode, my biggest complaint, whole episode, we didn't have, we didn't have a uh, microscopic match
0: (laughs) to the to the fibers, the carpet fibers,
1: or a footprint. I mean, come on.
0: We go to our very obvious storyline C with Nick with the detective, and the detective lets him know that there's been a hit on the credit card of the missing woman at the Four Aces Hotel. They bust into a hotel room to find the missing woman, Cheryl, chained to a bed, and not in a I've been held captive sort of way, but in a I am willingly Hint- participating in this
1: sort of way. In a, in a I have been held captive Captive, sort of way. yes. Oh, wink, no. wink,
0: nudge, nudge. We learn in the discussion with her that the blood from the car is from an injured dog. And basically they say <laughs> she has to figure out what she wants to tell her husband about what
1: happened. I, I love the way that it's like, it's like, all right, with the interesting storyline, this is too clean. There's one red hair in this whole back of this van. Like we cleaned it really well, but we also left one hair behind. And we finally get down and the woman's just like, sleeping around pimping herself out yeah
0: she's having a good old time just not with her you own. know
1: living her best life yeah i mean i mean I, I would say it would be fine if he knew about it but he he really does not didn't, he really yeah. does not no, know we, about we, it
0: we we support ethical non-monogamy here but mm-hmm. that that requires talking to your partner about seeing other people and that's that's yeah. not what happened here
1: <laughs> yeah you could you could have seven girlfriends but if you have a secret eighth girlfriend you're cheating on the first seven that is true. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was, it was really kind of funny because they really did have the lame case at the end of the day.
0: They had a super lame case at the
1: end of the day. <laughs> I, they don't spend a lot of time in this episode. I would say there's two and a half storylines Yeah, <laughs> this episode. I think yeah. there's like four scenes for the whole thing. Yeah, they're, it's, um, they get
0: very, I, very little air time in this episode. I would be very line.
1: disappointed if the detective doesn't show up in any of future episodes because we shall that, see. that would be the most important thing. That relationship with Nick would be the most important thing we got out of the storyline. If it if it continues. Yep. Otherwise otherwise it's just kinda of like a little time filler thing.
0: We move back to a scene with the sheriff. This is with Grissom, Jim Brass, and Sarah. And I this hate is the where... sheriff now. I was
1: I was fine with him before. I oh, hate see, him now.
0: I I guess I sort of understand where he's coming from here. Like I don't like him, but I get where he's coming from here. But this is where Grissom lets him know that actually it was five days not three based on because the blanket changed the exposure and this is when he asked Jim brass like do do you understand this thing with the bugs and jim brass says that he generally understands the insect thing mm -hmm. and the sheriff tells grissom to get something that a jury can actually understand that this isn't going to hold up in court they're not going to be able to explain to a jury what's happening here with these insects part of why
1: i hate him is because he's always he's right like he's very right but i don't want him to be right yes you know he's yes I, I hesitate to call him a villain. He's a foil, right? Mm. He's he's like a check, a voice of reason kind of thing. But he's just consistently a party pooper. That's why I don't yeah. like him. Yeah. I don't like his character, I should say.
0: Yeah, that's fair. We go to storyline B with Catherine and Warwick bringing back the painting. And they show the father that it's a forgery, and then they also show him that basically all of his paintings are forgeries. <laughs> so he has ten million in forgeries, and they also let him know that the originals were found in Jason's dorm room. This leads to Jason having a little bit of a come to Jesus moment with his with his I... dad, like saying like You don't know me. You don't even see me. This is why I did this because like I'm standing right in front of you, and you'd rather just stare at your paintings all day, than yeah. seeing me as your
1: son like you can't say he did it for the money because he didn't sell any of them he literally no, had it i remember thinking like i remember thinking like what a gamble what if this is like the first one and i was like oh yeah they went to his dorm room so they he must have them all there right and mm-hmm. if he has them all that means it wasn't a money thing no right it was just and and then i was like that and then the dad's gonna push charges yes
0: the, the father decides to press charges and
1: so i'm like but like he didn't even he, get all your art back it's not even stolen it's just it's just relocated like like it's like your son it's like it's like you really are that petty the son's right like you really do care more about the art you don't like that he hoodwinked you yeah. for so long right it's not like he sold all your art yeah. you can literally just hang it up today you know
0: yeah. well the father the father says to him you want my like you wanted my attention you got it
1: yeah which is again it's not healthy no. and the best part is once he says yes, there's no taxi backsies here. His no. son's going to be charged and uh, he's going to be a criminal for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of sad. I mean, first, I'm not defending the son. But, like, dad's like, we went from, like, I stole your paintings, I'm going to sell it, to I stole all your paintings, but I didn't, I'm not selling any of them. I just, I just wanted to prove a point right that you're yes. not paying attention to me right yes. and he didn't tell it he didn't tell his dad it's not like he it didn't hurt his dad he just he was doing it for himself and so it's like in a lot of ways it's like dad and i gotta turn over the cops And i was like oh i was like if i was mom i'd be like no we're not <laughs> where's <laughs> this my is not happening Stay. like don't let this dude push you around like stand up. this is your son yeah. you're gonna ruin his life and it's just like it was like i was like this is To me, like, I was like, well, I guess the point is to show that dad is really that shallow, right? Right, He really cares about his material possessions more. When it was one, it was the first time. But then, like, he couldn't get over the notion that he was fooled, that he didn't even know his own art was fake, right? right? Right. Like, because he, I mean, that's the thing about rich people and art is, like, I'm, I talked about art that I own earlier. And the artist who died. I bought a very nice original piece of artwork, but I have a really cool print of his. And I'm one of those people who thinks a lot of times prints are just as good as originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tend to, you know, not have too many originals because I mean they're great for artists. It's a great way to support your artists, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I can't tell the difference between an original and a print. I like the art for what it looks like. Right. I don't want the art because I'm because I need a status symbol. Right, right, and this guy he needs the art to be a status, status symbol. symbol. Yeah, and if his friends knew that he had fake art on his wall for months, and he didn't know it, he probably showed it off to a bunch of them. It would ruin his reputation, and it would make him feel like less of a person. Yeah, or you know, or I'm sorry to use the 2000s term, less of a man. Right, that's the term they would have used. But yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool resolution, it's a cool scene. I was like shell-shocked i was like really that's okay that's really yeah. take." i mean i guess that's that's consistent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but yeah that was mind-blowing i was like man what a bad if th- it's not a real human being but in the in the real world i was like that dude would regret that decision yeah you would think so, so well, you'd fast hope so. you'd
0: hope so yeah. so that wraps up storyline b we head back on to storyline a with grisom about to go into autopsy sarah walks up she wants to know how does he just move on then we have a very Grissom moment, and I assume that this is the moment that you felt was very Grissom, where he tells the story about the shovels. Yeah. And about the father of forensic science, Sung Soo, Sung and how, you know, science nerds have to kind of come back around every now and again, and we just have to deal with... It comes in waves, and... I didn't... Just get to the point, Grissom,
1: get to the point. <laughs> I didn't like the scene because we already did the song and Dance with Sarah, right where grissom was going to do the right thing yep you know what i mean it, it almost cheapens the scene that earlier i was like i love this scene so much yeah yeah you'd already done this you didn't need like it was so obvious that it was going to be that yeah, body spo-
0: spoiler yeah. alert we found out the body is k shelton
1: yeah it was would
0: have guessed
1: yeah it was it was uh, too high. so it was a little unnecessary i feel like it's a weird so this order is, this is one of those things where i thought like well we don't know what scene we're gonna have to cut yeah you know yeah. we don't know how we're gonna to to edit that let's let's put this in a couple of places just in case so we make sure we have it yeah but yeah it, it felt like unnecessary and then okay. his little grissom diatribe was like sung Soo is not the father of forensic science come on man you wouldn't even think that It was like throw a line man yeah yeah but, but uh, it was a very yeah,
0: grissom the... thing to, to happen though was to go on a, a yeah. crazy story sidetrack so i could in... tell that
1: this scene was like not that great because it's not even in my notes. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I was, I was like, I was like, I don't have anything I need to write down here.
0: <laughs> I did, I did note it down, but that's
1: I also take. Well, you, the yeah, you write notes, down. So. Yeah, yeah, you write down everything. Yep.
0: Yeah. we then go to the autopsy where we find a blue mark on the head that mm. leads to Sarah realizing that it is Teflon from I the bullet. Was, I
1: thought it was going to be pull Chuck. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, that would be a callback to the, the previous episode for sure. So we see Sarah test firing the gun and the bu- using the bullets and we, you know, see the blue trace on the, the paper shootout. We then see the actual reenactment of the crime and then they kind of go back to the sheriff and, or I think, actually I think just Grissom and Sarah talk about, no, Sarah said that they're going to be able to bury him under the evidence. That it will be easier to educate the jury on bullets than insects and let's just bury him underneath the the evidence we then get a very satisfying Jim Brass arresting Scott Shelton scene
1: and I was trying to I was gonna I, I didn't want to jump in but I was yeah, no, I, I, I want to say something like, with the blue tip is that mm-hmm. so I watch this YouTube channel it's like a, a it's a very long story of how I got there but they shoots a lot of guns and and they and they do like color code the tips of stuff okay. and I remember thinking like why is Teflon blue <laughs> like you've never yep, yep, owned yep. a blue Teflon pan you know and, and I tried to look up, like, what a blue-tip bullet is, and it was just like, oh, it's a polymer. And oh, okay. Like, or something, and it's, like, it's like for, like, flight, and they're usually hollow-tip bullets. And, okay, okay. And, and like, the, the, the plastic, like, basically fills in what would be a hollow-tip. And I went, like, I was like, that's not really at all what the thing looked like. And so I couldn't really, like, corroborate the blue-tip bullet ammo that he had but they do like color a bunch of different ammunition and i think that like it's usually way more expensive and way more rare so it's actually like a really potentially great forensic because if you were on like a jury and you were like well what's the odds that this was just like someone else had a similar bullet it's gonna be really really small now right because it's got this you know boot tip on it or and stuff
0: Yeah, so we wrap up the episode with Sarah walking into Grissom's office, and she sadly has to confirm what Eckley told Grissom that she checked out Warwick, and he was in fact in the casino when he was supposed to be in court. And we're left with Grissom pondering this information and seem seeming, you know, understandably pretty upset about it.
1: Prodigal son. I know. (laughs) Unlike
0: his his favorite.
1: Unlike Mister Ziegler, who threw his son under the bus the moment we'll have to find out we'll have
0: to to see what what grissom does with his with his favorite song
1: grissom wants to to weigh his options
0: so nick what did you think about today's episode i know you talked about it already a little bit but let's let's do a recap
1: i i like the episode i i think i mentioned like stoke's storyline it felt a little shallow wasn't too much there but the other two storylines i both liked a lot I there was a lot going on again I I feel like this is, like, falls under what I would consider, like, a core episode, mm. right? Versus some of these standalone episodes. They are advancing character storylines. So we got Bugs, and we got Grissom, and we're talking about how he's expert. We got Eckler in the episode. Eckler's got to both, like, stand him up and tear him down at the same time. Eckley. We, Eckley, that's no it's fine i i probably i'm bad with names in real life i'm, yes. I'm really bad at names and <laughs> TV a, appearing every 3 episodes in <laughs> a tv great, show sure. that's fair that's yeah uh, i do not mind being uh, <laughs> informed but yeah it's like it's but we had character development we have work the gambling storyline's moving forward we got Catherine, mm-hmm. her daughter that storyline's moving forward yep. so i really like the episode on the broad sense a lot i thought this is really good I remember thinking, I bet Lauren really likes the story because we have got three plots <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a thing. But but also there was just a, there were some great moments and everyone was involved and everyone had a thing. Uh, the I mentioned the weak point, but that was Nick. I, I also really liked both the other storylines. Uh, I feel like Catherine is often turning into the "we're not done here yet" character. Yes, she <laughs> like is. Like too many. I don't know how often that happens for the next ten seasons, but. I would love to get a little bit more variety into like mm-hmm. her her like stands, right? It's just like, oh, it's, I got a feeling. And I was like, oh, well, how about, you know, give her a little bit more than that, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we'll, we'll, we'll see that comes. But I really like her and work together. They have a great sort of buddy cop. They
0: have good chemistry. They're
1: I good. do like that they change it up, like who's working with whom. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's good for the show. I think it's good for the characters. But this is sort of like, this is, I think, the most common arrangement that we've run in we've run into yes, it in the last few episodes so. yeah i think so
0: yeah so my my thoughts on it are yeah i enjoy it i think it's i i, I do think that that's Storyline C, Nick's storyline is entirely pointless and you could take it out of this episode and it wouldn't, Heard it would barely affect yeah. the episode one way or another. So that's like a little annoying, but I think storylines A and B are, are strong. I think, I mean, I think storyline B isn't super strong in the, like, it's pretty straightforward. They find out really quickly who it is. But I think, as you were mentioning, it's a, it's a good highlight of Catherine and Warwick together. And but, but the
1: earprint montage
0: I know. We, I mean, the show does love a good montage, so I uh, apologize for the barking, guys. We're almost, we're almost done, so storyline B, I didn't find it all that interesting, but I did enjoy the chemistry between Catherine and Warwick. I enjoyed that they brought back up the storyline with child services and her daughter, and we got to see how much that, that was affecting her, so I think that did give us another facet to Catherine's character so and i just really i like that sarah got to have some big emotions in this episode and have some pretty strong feelings and some big opinions and i like that about her and i and i like that that got highlighted in this episode so i would have liked it
1: i would have liked this episode better if my predictions were a little bit more reasonable (laughs) that's fair that's fair fair. (laughs) no 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 that's not that doesn't really make a a way on my decision but that was it just me makes me sad. But yeah, no, this is a good episode. I think this is I call it four out of five. Uh,
0: we will be back uh, next week with season one, episode eleven, I fifteen murders. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook at who Are You colon, a CSI podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at who are you CSI Pod. You can also email us at whoareyoucsipod at gmail.com. And if you would like to Tell your friends about us or give us a shout out on social media. We would really appreciate that. You can also use the hashtag WhoAreYouCSIPod. We will monitor for that. We'd love to get your feedback. And yeah, otherwise, we will see you next week.
1: Thank you. No spoilers. No spoilers.